The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on Saturday. It's time for the weekend edition of Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, and joining me as always on a Saturday, got my tag team partner, the one and only world's strongest man, Mark That's Henry. Right. And Mark, we are diving into Friday night, surprise, surprise, as we talk about SmackDown last night and Rampage, AEW, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus getting it in against Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. And also on this episode, we celebrate... And we talk about uh, one Randy Orton breaking some records this weekend, Mark Henry. Yeah, Randy is uh, super important to the world of pro wrestling and his history. Yeah, so check out what records are being broken here inside this episode. And also on this episode, Mark, a very enlightening and uh, informative conversation with one half of Hit Row, Ashante Adonis and Top Dollar Slash AJ Francis stopping by for a very good conversation. He's torn, but he's got Luchasaurus and Christian Cage with a steel chair blocking the weight of the ring. Jungle Boy back into the snare trap. Got it locked in tight. Got a tap out. He got him. Got him. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Test. What a victory here for Jurassic Express in our main event. You see the Young Bucks and Adam Cole held at bay by Christian Cage in that steel chair. Yeah. You got it, man. You hit me with that Jurassic Express music. And uh, I said it last night. I said it last night on Twitter. Now I'm getting confused because I got 25 lighters and I got the Jurassic Express music. But I say I start vibing when that Jurassic Express music hits, Mark. I start vibing like in Helico. I just like turn, I get my fizz face on. I start lounging. Yeah, I just start. Uh, I just feel good, man. Feel good, man. The the crowd. I love that, man. Uh, I, I'll go out into the arena sometimes and just stand in, and Take listen to the crowd react organically. And, man, you forget how much of a drug that is. To be able to yeah. be out there in front of those people and to get the reaction. And, and there's hardly, there's not many people uh, that get the reaction of Jungle Boy. And yeah. the crowd participation at the end of his matches 
they invoke a party. They start a party. That's basically what it is. And everybody likes a good party. Yeah, because it's fun. <laughs> now, you talk about uh, that that feeling, that addiction, that 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 response that you get from the crowd i mean i can only imagine because mark like yesterday i love the show we did uh yesterday on friday uh on busted open i was in for lagreca we got to hang out on a falls count anywhere friday we yeah. had tony khan on gerald briscoe justin labar we had a lot to talk about it was just a fun flowing show went quick uh liked everything that we got out of it point being i'm trying to make here is after the show you know kind of on a high you're like damn that was good that that played well you're thinking you're thinking back on the things that you know, went well in the things that you liked, and you got you're hyped. You got an energy. You know what I'm saying? At least yeah. I'm speaking for myself. Now, I I try to imagine what that must be like to do that for a live audience for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and to get the response from the crowd, to hear the cheers, to feel the cheers, to smell it, to smell the beer on the arena floor, right? To have that whole experience, and then to drive home after a show. Man, I don't know how you guys sleep. Man, that. That's one of the reasons why you can get in the car and drive two and a half hours, three hours, because you're yeah. so, like, just completely crunk, man. I mean, it is – that adrenaline is, is more powerful than Red Bull and all of that stuff that people drink, Monsters and, you know, whatever <laughs> else they, they those drinks – Let's ask Andre. Andre's the – Andre's the – Andre's yeah. our Andre resident uh, – What are you messing with my Red Bull for? Uh, Andre, Andre, what you sipping on this morning? Because I know you got some of that nitro fuel kicking next Coffee year. this time. Starbucks coffee. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm going nice right. and basic. OG. Yeah, I was all right. Say going all coffee. OG you know, I forgot about that. The OG. But, like, yeah. you can get in the car and just roll. And then if you have somebody riding with you, then you start talking about what could have been. Man, I missed out on yeah. this. I should have done this. And next time I'm going to do this. And next thing you know, you're three hours down the road. And you get to the hotel and you just crash then because now it's like all of that weight is off you. Sure. And sure, yeah. it's a good feeling. If, if, if you can sleep till 8 or 9 o'clock, then you feel refreshed. But if you got to get up at 6 a.m. and go do media – Bro, three hours of sleep don't feel like nothing. You just feel like the alarm. <laughs> eh, 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 eh. Everybody know that feeling. You just yeah, like, man, I just that. closed my don't eyes. Don't even make, don't even, don't even make that sound. Just say the alarm. Don't even. You're triggering me there. I don't even. I, I, I triggered feeling. you. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, it's I got triggered. I, I hate that, that damn eh, alarm. Eh, man. Eh, 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 fuck it you. Worse. Yeah, no, I I got like I got like a soft rain waking me up on my I don't even know what my ringer is now, but uh, I've made it quite sure that when that ringer hits at four fifteen or whatever godly time I get up here on the West Coast for this show, that it's very calm and quaint and easy on my ears, man. This shit's traumatic. If I had if I had <laughs> soft rain, there would be no show. You'd be like, man, I guess Mark overslept. That's yeah, what it would be rain. every Saturday with us. That. It quiet rain. <laughs> Just make you sleep. I harder. find that peaceful. <laughs> I was gonna say it's I gonna find, put you to deeper sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna hit another realm of deep sleep <laughs> with, with, with what you call it, quiet rain. Oh, oh my fuck. god, Andre! Get, Andre, stop, you get bastard.
Come on. Why does he do that? Andre, Why we're trying to be that? friends with him, and then he'll yeah. do shit like that ever so often. I'll, I'll show Mark it. I'll As show we Mark established Martin. yesterday, I am a sadistic fuck. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Man, this is true. It's we true. Did, we did it's damn it. true. No, no, Andre, I'm you're not getting a Christmas card this year. Man, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Sorry, does okay. he even celebrate Christmas? I'm gonna give you a Christmas card. It's just not gonna does have anything in it. Does he even celebrate Christmas with with his with his tarot cards and his and his and his voodoo? His and evil. Like, I, I feel like I was yeah, just saying yeah. he's a man of darkness, aren't you, Andre? Yeah, I'm fifty fifty. I have one angel wing, one devil wing, a little bit of both. Have okay. a Christmas tree up and do a little Saturnalia celebrating. Oh, or no, okay. what was Some the other one? Black. Yule. Mm. <laughs> Happy Yule, guys. Christmas You're with Malachi minutes. Black and Andre. Well, yeah, let's, uh, we'll see how that plays out. We still got about a month away until Christmas. So, uh, well, maybe we'll see what happens with Andre. But uh, speaking of seeing what happens, Mark, uh, listen, we'll get back to AEW because I really, I really want to talk about uh, Jade Cargill and uh, Red Velvet in that match and more specifically what that means going forward in that uh, TBS Women's Tournament because the match itself, okay, that was fine. It's more about what it sets the table uh, down the road. But uh, as we talk about the ladies, I do want to follow up on uh, what we left the last segment with going off in a break, and that was the finish of Becky and Charlotte. You've you've said that, hey, you know, you've joked, and I mean, maybe you're not joking. You, you say it's going to be the best two minutes we've ever seen. Um, I do think we're going to get a match. I do think that it's going to be a proper story that's told uh, I think the WWE obviously knows this is a big event that's why they had Charlotte on ESPN and Becky with her interviews and they're they're obviously promoting this match I expect to get a match Mark I have no idea what the hell this finish is going to look like because I don't know how you're going to get one of these women uh, one of these talents to 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 agree to take the pin or the, the to be the loser here Mark you've been in situations like this the the backstage conversations who takes the L right what the hell is going to happen with Becky and Charlotte? I, I, I don't know, but I do know what the start is going to be like. Okay. The whole crowd is going to be like junior high. Fight, 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 fight. And <laughs> if it go more than three minutes, I'd be impressed because that's what fights do. <laughs> fights, man, somebody going to – it's going to be color. It's going to be blood. Everywhere. Ooh. <laughs> Promise? It's got to be. <laughs> I, I can't make no promises. I'm not there, but I've seen a bunch of fights before. Bunch of them. Well. And well, somebody eye fights, gets uh, cut, a lips get busted, a nose is bleeding. Like, yes. This is fight, fight, fight. I can't wait. I'm excited. Well. We should be excited. You I'm rubbing excited. my hands together paper, like the old it is a, evil it, character. <laughs> it is a pay-per-view weekend, not only uh, with Survivor Series obviously going down, but we got Turning Point going down tonight on Impact Plus right here in Sin City in Las Vegas going down at Samstown. Uh, Mark and we got Moose coming up in hour three to talk about it. Impact World Champion, World Champion. Speaking uh, very of fighting. excited about that. I was going to say, he meets Eddie Edwards, and uh, if anybody saw Impact on Thursday, we've got to talk about fights. Uh, those two men, Mark, are uh, going to be getting it in later tonight at Turning Points, and uh, I'm very excited to talk to Moose. Hey, did you see the ladder that Eddie pulled out? 
that he was going to thirty foot. He was going to splash moose through the table. I was like, they're going through the floor. There's please, and luckily enough for Moose, he was able to escape. But I got big questions for Moose when he comes on. I got big questions. Some of it is about fashion, too. The man can dress. Man look like a million bucks. I just (laughs) want to know what that what that material is, because like he did all of that in that suit and didn't get a rip. Uh, nothing. I want to know what the hell material that is. I got to get some suits made out of that. Well, you got that uh, we'll John Wick suit on. We'll get to the bottom. Yeah, the bulletproof. We'll get to the bottom of that in hour three. And in hour two, which, well, shit, man, we're half an hour away from it. We're going to be hitting the nation with Weekly Winter, where myself and Mark Henry give you, Busted Open Nation, the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. But when we come back, let's keep the conversation going on Friday night. We'll dive back more into Friday night. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. I do have to make this note, and it does have to do with Survivor Series, but more specifically, it has to do with one Randy Orton. Check this out. Randy Orton, last night on Twitter, letting us all know, he didn't even know, but he's letting us know that he just found out uh, there's some history on the line for Mr. Orton come tomorrow. Listen to this. This is a multi-tweet, but I do want to read it. Quote, I've never been one to keep records or stats throughout my career. Early on, it was laughable to consider in my profession you had wins and losses. You certainly wouldn't talk about it with the boys, much less the fans. But I'm fortunate to have some fans and friends that have done just that, kept my stats. Not just wins and losses, but damn near everything you could think of. It came to my attention that tomorrow at Survivor Series, I'll set a new record for most pay-per-view matches by anyone in WWE history. The following night on Raw, coincidentally, if I have a match, I'll have had more matches on Raw than anyone in history. I saw this, checked it online, and it is true. Kind of hard to believe, as it feels like only yesterday I started down in OVW. I just want to take a minute in light of these stats and let everyone out there that's ever supported me in any way know that I am thankful. I also know with all of my heart that I couldn't have done it without you. Now, on to my 15th Survivor Series. Man, time flies, don't it? Man, Mark, the most pay-per-view matches in WWE history, and then if he has a match on Raw, that will also be the most for Raw. I mean, this is, I know how highly you think of Randy Orton. I Hopefully this is a, a notch in the belt of the, the doubters, the detractors, the people out there that, that don't fully understand the greatness of this legend. No longer the legend killer. The man is a first ballot Hall of Famer and a legend himself. Yeah. I go I, I go a long way with Randy, and Randy makes me emotional because, like, I love the dude because of his journey. He made a lot of mistakes just like I did. Yeah. Randy found out that he actually had friends, and he found out that people actually care about him. And his wife, Kim, I thank God for her. She changed him. She allowed him to grow as a man without 
emasculating him because a lot of women try to change their men so much mm -hmm. that they diaper him and make them kids. Randy's a grown ass man with an opinion, and he's grew he grew the fuck up. And from a wrestling standpoint, that's him as a man. From a wrestling standpoint, it's going to be hard to put Randy in the Mount Rushmore. But Randy is in the top 10 yeah. wrestlers of all time. It's Him wild, and Jericho right? have shot up the, up the ladder more in the last three years than any other wrestlers have in their careers. Just from the simple fact that longevity, but let me lean in real quick. At this age that Randy is wrestling, at this age that Chris Jericho is wrestling, they are better than they was when they were young. That don't happen I'll give you that very about often. Orton. I was going to say, I'll give you Randy, that on Orton. Jericho, I think, Jericho, Jericho is, I think, surprising people. I get what you're saying. The fact that he is so good at this age, it, it makes you, you can easily say he's doing some of the best work of his career. I get what you're saying. Yeah, both of them. But yep. on Randy's side, when we did our fantasy wrestling draft, I picked Randy mm -hmm. first. He's the most versatile wrestler in history. Yep. Over the Mount Rushmore. He could outwork Hogan on his best day. He oh, stood toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with The Undertaker for over, 20, over 15 years. He embodied what Ric Flair had and took it to another level. He's, he, he's, he's, he's not been an attraction like Andre the Giant, but he has wrestled. He was so good that you had to put him against the best guy on the card every night. That's why he's had so many WrestleManias. He's had so many pay-per-views, and he has so many Monday Night Raw main events. I rest Buttery my case. Smooth. Buttery Randy Orton smooth. is the only smooth wrestler in history to be where he is in pro wrestling. Normally, those guys get other guys over. They're job guys. Hand. The dude is so damn fluid, so yep. easy to work, and I owe him for the rest of my life because of the match that he and I had at Hell in a Cell for the rest of my life. So, yes, I am. I'm, I'm biased about Randy, <laughs> but I can argue that point with anybody and I can tell you yeah. 20 stories about his greatness and things that I've heard other great wrestlers say about him. Number one pick with me, always. I'm gonna pick him first because he could do everything, good, bad, comic, 
comedic. As we're seeing right now. I mean, RK Bro is money. Money. You look what he did with Bray Wyatt. Yep. Theatrical. Randy told me a long time ago, he said, man, I wish that I could go to the children's hospitals with you. He said, I can't, man. It hurt me too deep. Mm. He said, people get mad at me because I don't go to all the charity things. He said, I feel too deeply for them people to be out there. It wasn't a cop out. The dude couldn't go because he didn't want to cry in front of people. That's why he didn't go. And I, he might be mad at me for telling his business. But, Randy, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you get assassinated no, because <laughs> people, you yeah. know, and people care about that stuff. I, I do. I always ask guys to do the community involvement stuff. That's my thing. Sure. I love people. Yeah. I want to see people get blessed. And Randy was like, man, I'm going to be useless. I can't do it. Yeah. So I don't hold it against him. Well, no, and I wouldn't either. Why would you? That's a that's a that's a that's a man knowing, um, knowing himself, right? And I also think it, it speaks volumes. And I think Randy, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he would also, and through the course of this conversation, give a tip of the cap to the people that can with the regularity, especially a guy. I mean, Randy, arguably his greatest rival, John Cena. I mean, it's a testament to Cena for being able. That's not to say that Cena doesn't feel that, right? It just Cena's able to 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 compartmentalize it. He's able to handle it and and. And, and, and to shoulder that uh, uh, in ways that maybe some other talents can't. And, again, it's not just a Randy thing, right? It's, it's just a There's different – There's a lot of people that, that feel that, that way. That's what I was going to say. It's a lot of people that feel that way, and, and everyone reacts to it differently. And, uh, no, I, I think that's an awesome little bit of uh, – a little bit of a window inside the personality of uh, Randy Orton. And also, Randy was a heel for so long. I wonder, does that play into a fact when you do those sort of visits? Is like Pro probably. The, yeah, probably. The, 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 yeah, the, uh, the viper showing up at uh, children's hospitals. But, uh, no, I uh, when you talk about the legends of the game, man, he, uh, yes, like I said, from legend killer to legend himself and now to one of the most active, one of the most dominant uh, talents in WWE. Big tip of the cap to the Viper, Randy Orton, here on a Saturday. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Joining us right now, AJ Francis and Tahuti Miles, otherwise known as Ashante Adontis. Gentlemen, I know it has been a wild 48, 72 hours, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. First of all, uh, how are both of y'all feeling? What's the uh, energy level right now uh, between you guys? Uh, what's, what's, what's the mood like? I mean, to be honest, we know that we are talented and we know that, um, you know, just a uh, us being released is just a child of circumstance. It's not really much more we could have done to prove that we belonged. And, um, you know, when I get released and 
WWE Hall of Famers are the first people that reach out to me and say, man, I don't know what they're doing, then I know that I did something right. So, Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I talk to a, a lot of people, um, you know, WWE Hall of Famers as well uh, reached out to me and a lot of people in WWE reached out to me. Um, my mood, I mean, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, still shocked and stuff, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. You know, uh, I feel like I have a, a really good mindset about everything. And um, yeah, I'm just ready to uh, start the next chapter. So you, you, you talk about uh, uh, still feeling shocked. Obviously, um, you know, the pro wrestling world was shocked. I mean, we, we were used to cuts, right? But, you know, then those names come down like Malachi Black or Bray Wyatt or Hit Row, and you're just kind of like, wait, what? Like, I understand people getting cut. This doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when y'all just got drafted on uh, up to SmackDown, right? You, you, you're appearing on television. They're telling us that this is an important story that we need to follow, and then the rug essentially gets pulled out from underneath us as fans. Now, that's as fans. You guys are obviously Hit Row. You're what we're enjoying. What was the surprise factor uh, on your end? How did this come about? How did the uh, how did the release happen? And, and I mean, I, I I mean, we're talking right now. It sounds like you were pretty surprised. Yeah, um, I mean, <clears throat> okay. um, I mean, I mean, I was just sitting in the. Uh, I mean, so like Thursday morning uh, was a little weird because like we were booked, you know, uh, for SmackDown, Survivor Series, and Raw. And then, and then we were like unbooked and then they booked us again and then we were unbooked. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's what goes on, you know, uh, in WWE, though, there's a lot of things to, to figure out and stuff. So, so I was just like, oh, okay. You know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll have something for us and we'll file Saturday or something like that. But then I was, I remember I was watching Thursday night football and, uh, I got, I missed the call from, um, uh, John Laronitis and I called him back and, uh, I, um, uh, he just told me, you know, hey, you know, budget cuts and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, thank you. You know, um, <clears throat> it is what it is. <laughs> no, but yeah. it's hard. I can hear, I can hear the frustration and 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 the pain yeah. in your voice. Nobody wants to be rejected, never. Especially when yeah. you got a lot of pride and confidence in your work. Like, mm -hmm. don't downplay it. Like, I mean, this this is a safe place. Uh, bust it open. We're we're the voice uh, for the wrestler. Uh, we talk about the companies, but our emphasis sure. is on wrestling and yeah. the people that do it at a high level. So uh, don't don't feel at all uh, like like that something's wrong with that, bro. Uh, yeah, AJ, y'all didn't didn't y'all just get like a, a a tour of the of the Titan Tower? Yeah, yes. I mean, we just went to we just went to <clears throat> HQ and met everybody and talked to everybody and talked about how we were going to get action figures and how we were going to be DLC in the video game and all these different things and yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, it just everything got pulled out underneath of us. And to be honest, like um, when we got taken off of this weekend, I, I knew then that we were about to get released, even though. Like, I didn't, like, contact anybody or tell anybody because that's the same thing that happened to Brianna. When Brianna got released, um, we were all booked to do a, a Black Friday commercial together, which we end up shooting without her, which obviously they're not going to be able to use this Friday anymore. But um, 
like we were all booked to do the commercial together and then she got unbooked and I, we didn't know understand why and um you know then found out that she was released so once we were booked for friday and we weren't booked for you know survivor series or raw yet so then they unbooked us thursday morning for smackdown but then said we're still needed for survivor series and raw and then they were like oh actually you don't we don't need you for survivor series and raw either and then as soon as i saw that i knew right was on the wall so um you know it's, it's it's sad man because i feel like we showed that we had a lot to offer and not to mention the fact that like i i never even got a chance to show what i could do in the ring i mean i did i was doing that was my biggest downfall i think from my time in wwe is that like i spent the first year and a half with people pretending that i didn't know how to work because they didn't give me a chance to and then once they finally started giving us chances in the ring they would give us two minute squash matches you know, three-minute squash matches. We had one match that went longer than 10 minutes, and uh, and it was the main event with Logato Del Fantasma, and it was an incredible match, and I did the three-man move. And, like, I mean, I was working 20, 30-minute main event matches on the indies before I got to WWE, and then I get to WWE, and they're like, well, we need to see what you can do. It's more like a, why don't you do, like, I always just thought it was funny. Like, they didn't do that with other people. Like, with other people, they would just right. be like, oh, here, you know, here's 20 minutes go have a match. You know what I'm saying? Like they would tell us that we need more work in the ring. Well, you guys just need more seasoning in the ring, but then they wouldn't give us matches. So like, like how are we supposed that's, to? That, that's that's so funny. That's so funny because uh, I, I know, um, so I got signed in uh, to WWE and my first day was August 14, 2019. And uh, uh, second I came in, I, um, I already knew who I was as a character and what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I feel like um, they, I feel like uh, they just didn't, I guess, understand me and understand what I was doing. So, you know, uh, but I, I, I just I'm just saying that, like, I was I feel like I was really, really good at this stuff uh, at uh, you are. in all aspects of, of sports entertainment. And yeah, a lot of. Uh, true like true hard work like not even like at the pc i'm talking about like i'm i'm thinking about my character 24 7 and li literally to my left i have a i have a i have a whiteboard of ashante the adonis and like uh character development and you know i even have a hit row section but i i have like i've literally thought in detail about this everything about this character since day one the craziest and, part and, about like with the creative process with us is like when we first got caught up to smackdown they were like all right we want you guys to do promos against those, uh, write promos for the Usos, the New Day, the Viking Raiders, uh, the women's division for Brianna, and then like our introduct and an introductory promo. And the introductory promo okay. that we did on SmackDown with our debut was the promo that we wrote that night when we wrote all five of those promos. But I bring it up because it was two o'clock in the morning and we're writing these promos and we record the promos so we can like, we record us saying the promos so we can send it to them so that they can see what we're going to say, how we're going to say it. Because sometimes you say stuff on paper and it doesn't translate the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't comprehend what sure. from the paper, how it's going to come off. So we sent them the videos of us doing the promos so that they could see it. And they were like, wow, we love the work ethic. Nobody does anything like this. Nobody dedicates themselves to do things like this. And then like all for not. So it's just wild to me. I, I got well, a question yeah, for you it, guys. Um, like, 
it, were there, was there ever a time where um, you felt like you did, you fell short or you got heat or you did something that um, was detrimental to you being there? Um, they got mad that <clears throat> when Brianna got released that I called up to the office and was like, I don't understand why you would release Brianna. She was like, we we're a foursome group. Like you take Brianna out of the group and yeah, we're still cool. And yeah, we can still do all the same things, but we're just every three man wrestling group. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. You know, it's, Some it, of that it, uniqueness is gone. And, and like they got, they were upset because when they took Brianna out of the group, they wanted to redo, they wanted to redo the song. So they did like a remix of the song, but the song don't sound the same without her part of it. So what we did was we went in the we we went in the studio and made a new song, and I guess they were upset that we made a new song, but we're a rap group, so it's like how how are we a rap group if we can't make a song? Like then we're just wrestlers. Well, it's that got, is, uh, man. Certainly. Um, well, it's and, and and Mark and Mark. This is something we've talked about, right? The 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 it not making any sense. Like it's okay for releases to happen. It's okay for this stuff to happen. It's a business. We understand it. It's the it's the words like budget cuts, right? When you've got the when you've got the money, like we know we know what type of money you're making. We know that money, at least in terms of bottom dollar, it can't be a concern. It just can't be. Like in terms of the actual word budget cuts. So it feels like as a fan, and I can only speak as a fan, you guys, right? It feels like we're being lied to. It feels like they're 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 taking they're, they're treating us like idiots, right? So uh, that's the way I feel as a fan. When you hear the word budget cuts, you know, Mark asked, like, did, is there something you can point to? Is there something you can look at that maybe that signaled in the end? It, 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 guys, it's not budget cuts. So when you look back, it's it's not your work. It's not what you do. Uh, to Hootie, like, I mean, everything that you guys do, you said you feel like you're a good worker. You are a good worker. You guys are creative. You guys had a great thing going. I hope it continues down the line. But budget cuts ain't it. So is there something you can point to? Is it just too many chefs in the kitchen? Ryan, what, before, what do you, before you ask that question, it reminds yeah. me of Iron Man when all the shit start going down and Tony <laughs> is talking to Rhodes and he says, uh, he's like, so what am I supposed to say? He said, well, just tell him it was a training exercise. That's that's what budget cuts is. It's a, okay. it's a prefabricated reason to get off the topic. That well, was just a training yeah. exercise. Nobody was hurt in the, the deal. But here we are. Oh, it was budget budget cuts. People are hurt. It's the holidays. You you right. you're gonna do it one during the holidays. Two, you're gonna do it when you, nobody knew. I mean, it's just like, hey, you just threw this on people. If you have somebody in your corporate office a couple of days before explaining how you're gonna use them going forward. And everything is all fine and dandy. You mean to tell me that one hand is not washing the other? Like somebody else didn't notice already that I, I just don't feel like this is where we're going. We, we the organizational piece is what we keep saying, and that's why I asked you the question: Do you feel like you did something? Not because I heard that you did something. But because I always try to look in the mirror first and see what I did, um, 
before I can make my corrections. And I mean, people people want to bring up the fact about the song that I released for Jinder and Shanky on Twitter that people got mad about. But Jinder Mahal himself not only loved the song, but said, and I have the proof of it, but said that I said nothing wrong in the song. This is Jinder saying this. The whole point of it was the fact that we were in a feud together and we were trying to get more juice in the feud. Like, yeah. me and Jinder are cool. Like, that was the whole point of it. We, When people were like, oh, the, the beat he used was insensitive. The beat that I use is called Beware by Punjabi MC, which is the most famous Indian sample in the history of hip hop. And when I picked the beat, Jinder Mahal was sitting right next to me in the locker room when we formulated the plan to do this. So it's like, hmm. for, for people to be upset with me and think that that's a reason why we got fired is ridiculous because even Jinder himself went and talked to them and was like, no, nah, it's not like that. Like we planned this out together. Well, that's 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 just the people thinking they know everything and they, they really don't. Bingo. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, me personally, I, I, I'm I very, and AJ can tell you this too, I'm a very to myself person. Uh, I'm sometimes like, I would say I'm quiet most of the time. Uh, very opposite of what I present on TV and stuff. Uh, so I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, Ashante, I Adonis. Ashante Adonis is not exactly those things. That's not the, the category <laughs> yeah. I would put him in. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how good the, of a worker like, he is. Yes, well said. Yeah, AJ. yeah, like like my my real personality, I'm very to myself person. Uh, I, I actually do like being alone and like to myself and stuff and just like in my zone and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but so like, say, I know, I know like I was like that you know, at work as well, be very to myself. So I, I don't, um, I don't see how I would have heat with anything at all. So yeah. I just, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> and, know? and the thing is like we, when the people, when people would like all the times, like I could, I said this yesterday on Twitter, like there was so many times, like I'm a 31 year old grown man, right? I've accomplished a lot of things in my life and people in this business like to treat you like you're a little kid all the time. And if I would have actually, and, and Mark knows this, as a black man in America, if I actually showed my frustration and anger with situations, I'd have been- Oh, you're a problem. For the two years yeah, that you're, I was you're, there. You're the, angry, you're the angry black man. You're the angry exactly. black man. Exactly, I would have been fired right, two right. years ago. Right. <laughs> like, so like, I, I made a point to, to never do that. And even, even when people would constantly disrespect me and us and with the little things that they say that they don't understand, what they're saying, but we hear it and internalize it. It's like, what do you expect from us? You want us to just sit on our hands and let you say whatever you want to say to me about whatever you want to say, because you can, like, even if you go look at, um, perfect, uh, when we was on SmackDown, we did the, the segment with Sammy, like, yep. we were rehearsing the segment and the, the, the audio was really loud in the arena. So I politely asked, and Tariq was there, and anyone that was there with us, I was. I politely asked, "Do you think that we could turn down the, the 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 audio in the arena a little bit, you know, just so that um, uh, the people in the arena, because uh, it was they were playing music, it was like so the people in the arena can hear what we're saying, so we can get a reaction from them." And I don't know what was said, but something was said about me over the headset that was so disrespectful that three different producers who heard it on the headset came up to me and apologized to me afterwards, even though I didn't even hear what was said. So clearly something was said very wild and disrespectfully 
because they felt the need to apologize to me for something I didn't even know. So like, but if I would have said, if I would have heard it and said anything back, then I'm disgruntled and I'm aggressive and I'm the angry black man. Like, so it's like, you know, it's unfortunate the way that things shape out, but at the end of the day, I'm not telling nobody to never watch WWE again. I'm going to watch WWE. I'm not sitting there pretending that I'm not. I watch everything. <laughs> right. But it's like, yeah. well, but, I feel you on that. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but also, that's not the end all be all. That's not where we have to be to be successful. We are more than capable of going anywhere in this world and making the same impact. You got to really think about it. When we was on NXT, people loved us on NXT. Bro, we was getting yep. 45 seconds. We was getting <laughs> a minute. Like, yeah, I know because we were talking because we were because we were talking about we, it on we Saturday. We talked about I'm it. Aware. Yeah, no, I'm aware. <laughs> we we were we were we were doing the max with the minimum. So That's imagine we go somewhere like. else. That's what I always felt like. Imagine we go somewhere else and they give us three minutes a week. Imagine what we can do to to your programming if we go somewhere else and get three minutes a week. You two gentlemen, all four of you, I'm talking obviously to AJ Francis and to Hootie Miles, but fellas, I can't wait to see what is next because both of y'all, all four of y'all, are way too talented to be on the market for too long. So uh, whatever comes next, we look forward and, to hearing about it. We'll be here on, on to uh, talk about it. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, how how yeah, can we yeah, reach y'all on you. social media? Uh, you can uh, follow me on social media at AJ Francis 410. Yeah, and my Instagram is now at Tahuti Miles. If you go on my Instagram, my link to my link to my Twitter is there. All right, All awesome. Right, there you go, Tahuti Miles. Yeah, we appreciate AJ Francis, one half a hit row. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.